So this was the uh, humdinger. That's a fun thing to say. I like saying humdinger. Yeah, I don't. I think it makes me sound simple. But you should say it. <laughs> okay. I could see that. You got to say it with that was a humdinger. Yeah, check out that humdinger. Okay, this is Alex Surgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and with me as always is our co-host, Will Brinton, and uh, we're here to talk about uh, lots of stuff today. We got we got the Techno Series to talk about. I want to talk about the J Concepts INS 11, which we can now finally talk about, and uh, and then I want to get to questions. So should yeah. be a, should be a pretty easy, fun show. Yeah, a rich, full show. Yeah. As always, uh, this show is sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And uh, if you mention our show, ask for Don Zoller, mention our show. Uh, if you end up going through a home loan, a refinance, something cool like that, any of the products they have there, it's a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate, which is always really good. They've pushed to push this show now for uh, almost a year. I think it was the late January when, when we came on, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because we yeah. started... We started the first Monday of January and it was going to be a once a month deal. And then, uh, after the first couple shows, Aiden Olson's dad was like, Hey, I got an offer for you so you can do it weekly. Hmm. And, uh, that's, that's how this came about. So, well, let's get it right into it. Cause, uh, we got a lot to talk about. First, I want to talk about the J concepts indoor national series officially 11, even though most of last year didn't happen. Right. So last year yeah. was supposed to be INS 10, 10 years of it. And then like they ran the St. Louis one and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, poof, all the COVID stuff happened and uh, they were all pretty much canceled after that. Yeah. I ran that one. Yeah, you I did. St. Louis. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, we were awarded, uh, that race, the February race, INS 11 round number one. And I had been pushing Jason for a while cause we used to hold the finals in December. Mm-hmm. the first three years. And then we held the Nats in 2016 and he's like, Hey, you know, you're holding the roar Nats. Um, why don't we do the INS somewhere else? And I'm like, okay, I mean, that's, that's fine. And I expected it to get it back at some point. And I was really pushing for either a spring or a fall. The spring race is always at, um, Scott Brown's track in Tacoma. And you know, that's a really popular one. So, uh, there was no shot at, at getting that date. And then October, sprung up, you know, and, and it went to the RC clubhouse starting last year. So smack track came under new ownership and I think they did something with the pits or something like that. And it, they don't have quite the capacity. So it's back at the plex and you know what? I, I, uh, I should be getting the flyer here any moment from, um, the official race flyer from, um, boom RC. And I was going to kind of make an announcement, you know, put it on live RC and all that other fun stuff. And you know, we're now two months away and I'm like, I got to get sign up started. So mm-hmm. I had RC sign up on there ready to go like November 4th or something like that. But I pushed it, you know, to, to actually allow people to enter. And then I didn't realize that I had it like November 28th to start. And so I had, uh, Tom Smith called me. He's like, Hey, did, is, did you know RC sign up is live with the J concepts race? I was like, Oh crap. It's not supposed to be. And I went on there. Luckily nobody had signed up yet. So I very quickly turned it off and I put it for December 1st. And then this time 
I just kind of let it go. Well, we're already at 76 entries with no promotion. Hmm. None. I, I didn't even know the race was open yet. For yeah. <laughs> no promotion, no nothing. Just, just, I just had it on there as like a soft opening and we're already at 76 entries. Coronavirus update. But I did want to mention, and I, th- this is the crappy thing about this. I, I thought for sure we'd be done with this sort of thing by now because it's going into, it'll be almost, well, it'll be 10 months, right? Because it started in March. But uh, Nebraska has, they're not very um, lockdownish style uh, COVID restrictions, but we do have a 25% capacity rule, which did affect around two of the techno series. I could only take 75 people inside. Um, cause that's how many pit spots we have. And they were all eight foot pit spots. So everybody was six in theory, everybody is about going to be about six foot away from one another, uh, with all the pits spread out and everything. If there's, they're supposed to expire December 31st. If they get renewed, my hope is, is that with the numbers in our state steadily going down, I mean, it's trickling, but it is happening. Perhaps by the end of December, we'll be allowed to go to 50% capacity, right? Minimum. Right. If that happens, we can do this race because that's 150 people. I actually cut it off at 140 people because that's how many pit spots we really have when everything is set up full. But if it's at 25% capacity for the whole month of January, well, then we're like seven days after that in February. Yeah. So we'll have to make a decision as to whether or not we can, we, we can still hold the race or not. And that decision is mm-hmm. going to have to come. At, but you know, at the latest middle of January, cause people have got to make travel plans, you know? Right. Hopefully December 31st rolls around. Maybe things will be looking up. We can at least get it reduced to 50% uh, capacity. Then, then I'm not really worried about it because the official capacity in, at, at, in the pit area is 307 people. So half of that's 153, you know, we'll call it that. So we've had some prepaid entries already. I'm not ringing any of those up. I'm just leaving them in the PayPal account because if we do have to cancel the race, I'll have to refund everybody. And if I ring everybody up, then it'll be in the store. Then what'll happen is it'll be hard. It'll be more difficult to get in their money back. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be one of those things. Or we might like, we might be able to, maybe we change the format, do a stock on one day and mod on the other sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that, that, that's possible. You know, Mike, Mike Fuller just, uh, just, just mentioned that. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, but I did want to, I did want to mention that now. Cause I know we've been, we've been kind of hinting at it for almost a year. <laughs> so yeah. Based ever since I found yeah, out, I, I think know. it was like May. So, mm-hmm. uh, the entries are live on rcsignup.com. It's set up so that you prepay. Um, we're actually going to be using the store PayPal account for it. If we do have it, I'm going to post a date. It'll be like January, you know, 25th or something like that, that you got to have it, everything paid by. Otherwise you're going to get erased off the list. If, especially if it, if it fills up, you know, if it doesn't fill up, I won't worry about it, but I'm, I am expecting it to fill up. So I'm, I'm looking, I want to race 40 plus and uh, mini truggy. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good classes. Yeah. You aren't going to race uh, four wheel. No. Why not? Well, if you must know. I know I've been preaching the last couple of years about sponsorships and all that. And I have kept the J concept sponsorship because, um, I really like Jason. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he, and he, he's been a supporter of the Plex for so long and 
And it just seemed like the right fit. Plus their tires work really well at our track and just about everywhere else. Um, but you know, this weekend I was kind of thinking about it and, and, uh, I accepted a techno sponsorship. Yeah. And, uh, my current look, my current four wheel drive car is a low C 22 X four. And just get uh, another, another four wheel. You're sponsored. I know. And I may, I, but that's, <laughs> but I'm also running the race. So I want to, I want to limit it to two classes and oh, yeah. uh, there's no way I'm not running 40 plus. Mm-hmm. And I really love my mini truggy. So, yeah. So what did it for me, the whole sponsorship thing, honestly, was the, the freaking instruction manual, man. Mm-hmm. Building that techno truck and and how superb the instructions were, I'm like, I could run for these guys. And their 2.0, yeah. their all their new eight scale stuff looks even better than their old eight scale stuff, which always looked good. The the eight scale stuff's always been very durable. They've always had a lot of steering, um, but the new cars look even even more to me. They look more peppy on the track now. Like you can really see yeah. them you know, really getting into the track and it's not just Jared's car. It's, it's, it's other people's car who has a 2.0. There's a guy, um, Jesse Ellithorpe. He just got a 2.0, um, eight scale and a techno mm-hmm. and a truggy mini truggy. And I was out there marshalling on a Friday night and I was watching his car and I was like, Whoa, that car looks really good. And then straight box stock setup. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, more than likely I will have an electric eight scale here, probably not for round three of the techno series, but definitely for round four and five. And then we'll see, We'll see what I do um, this summer. I do want to, Emerson really wants to race Nitro again. I want to be a pit dad for him again because I, I enjoyed that. And so we'll probably have some sort of Nitro car for the summertime. I'll try to, what I really want to do, I want to go hit that Cheyenne race that they have in August. Yeah. Those guys mm-hmm. have been coming here for the last couple of years. I, th- I feel like, you know, we need to reciprocate a little bit. I know Derek Wood went to that race last year. So yeah. So that's kind of what I was, I was hoping to do. I might, I'm going to get together with Graham and those guys and see when that race is scheduled. So I don't accidentally put the summer series on it mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll be able to go. So yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah. So I'll be wearing a techno shirt every once in a while here when we get going. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about it too. And and then this is the only reason why I was like, you know, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is I get to run any two wheel drive I want. Yeah. I still have that freedom. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that freedom, I'd, I'd have been like, eh, I'm, I'm good. I can, I can run whatever I want, but uh, the truggy's so fun and the eight scale stuff's always been good. And they're, they're four wheel drive solid. I mean, it's rock solid car, super durable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So that's the plan. Nice lead in there. I know I, yeah, told, no I told you, I think that was about the only person I really told. Well, you posted that, that thing on Facebook. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't official banner. there. It was kind of like a, can you guess what this means? Yeah. <laughs> I knew what it, I, I love I, it when people do that me. on Facebook though, where they put changes coming and they don't leave anything, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be like, Hey, check out this banner. What do you think this means? Yeah. So there you go. It's uh, yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be something, something different and uh, I'll enjoy it. Speaking of techno, uh, we got a lot to talk about um, with this. I know you weren't there, but were you, what did you check up us on us at all on live RC? No. Okay. <laughs> I honestly like all weekend. So on S- Sunday, my wife went to go, uh, see her mom. Yeah. And, uh, and her mom lives in like near or council bluffs area. And then they went to her grandma's, they went to Nebraska furniture mart and whatever. Um, and then, uh, but I 
it was by myself like all day on Sunday. So Saturday I got up and I came downstairs. I put the Sopranos on and I was working on scooter stuff. And then Sunday I did the same thing. Mm. I just watched the Sopranos all day. <laughs> Last week I got sick and it scared me yeah. a little bit. So did you I have COVID. In? I did not have COVID. So okay, that's good. I could feel it Saturday. So Saturday we had to run carpet racing Friday night. Um, you know, we set up the track Friday night at like, I guess Saturday morning at like 1am I started to get a sore throat and I'm like, Oh crap, really? And then Saturday I'm like, well, let's see what, how I feel tomorrow. You know, I, I was made sure to wear my mask all day. Um, was sucking down cough drops all day. And I'm like, all right, well, if I, if I don't feel good tomorrow, I better stay home. I can count the number of times that I've called in sick at the plex in my hand in 16 years. So mm. in one hand, so that's yeah. a big deal if I, if I'm calling in sick, but now right now it's almost like you, you, you're obligated to call in sick if you feel sick because you don't know what you have. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to kill us. Yeah. If you do have COVID, you could infect your entire crew. And then the next thing you know, the store's got to close, which would be, you know, really bad. Mm-hmm. So Sunday morning I woke up, felt like crap. Just felt, I felt like I got run over by a truck. Um, no fever. I could still taste. I could still smell. And, uh, I actually did go in to ring up entries for the dirt oval race. And then before noon, I, you know, I told everybody, I said, I'm going home. I know I shouldn't be around any more people than this. Pretty much slept all day. Monday morning, I woke up. I'm like, all right, if I, if I wake up Monday and I still feel like crap, I better, uh, I better call my doctor. And I still felt, I still felt the same way. Got run over by a truck, had a little bit, you know, had a sore throat, you know, nose full of everything. Still no fever, still could smell and taste. Called my doctor and uh, she made me go get a COVID test. And the, this COVID test had a really fast turnaround time, which was really good. So I missed work Tuesday and then I was going to miss work on Wednesday. I missed like half a day because the COVID test came back, came back negative. I actually felt fine by, by Tuesday Mm -hmm. night and Wednesday. So I just waltzed back into work. The problem is doing that basically race prep for a series race, no matter if it's a techno series or the summer series, I pretty much spend, um, sometimes Sunday night, Monday night, and then all day Tuesday working on the track. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to do that. So the track was the same layout. Honestly, that shouldn't matter to anybody because we've only raced one Friday night club race on it since the last techno series race. So it's not like anybody's gaining an advantage or anything like that. And when I did go back to work, you know, I just poured water on it Wednesday and Thursday and a little bit on Friday morning, but the track, you could definitely tell, uh, it broke up a lot, a lot more than it normally does just because it didn't get the appropriate amount of prep work. You know, I would have taken the, I would have watered, taken the tractor out, run up and down the, you know, the straightaway a whole bunch to try to squish everything back together. Um, I would have filled a little bit more gaps and holes and stuff like that, but just didn't happen just because of that. So it still made for really good racing. The, the, the track layout's pretty fun. That big kicker is pretty dangerous. Um, so that'll be the last time that's there. But that being said, we had 188 entries. Wow. Yeah. And here's why. (laughs) So I had a whole bunch of people that didn't get into the race and they still wanted to come. And I'm like, well, look, if you pit outside, if you have a trailer or something and you pit outside, fine, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Doesn't break any of the capacity rules. Everybody can still stay away from one another for the most part. So we had five or six trailers out there full of people. So (laughs) even though it said, 105 drivers on the entry list, there was still 75 households inside. So it wasn't, it still didn't seem 
packed to the point where it has been in the past where all 105 or 110 people for this race have been inside. There was still plenty of space. It looked like from, from the top view. Yeah. And you're not going to have 75 people on the dirt track at one time. No, either, no, so. you're not. Definitely not. So, yeah. so it was all right. Plus we're, I mean, we're killing each, we're killing ourselves with nitro smoke inside. Yeah. I don't know if anything could survive that. So, <laughs> So we had a big day. I mean, there was 21 heats and it took, uh, we were doing about three hours around. I think we started at one 30. We finished sec- first round at, um, I'm sorry. We started at 10 30 and we finished the first round right about one 40 ish. Yeah. And I think we started the mains just a little bit past five. Hmm. So we got done about 11, 11, 10, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to get the videos up. I took video of uh, mini truggy, um, the last 15 minutes of expert nitro and then the entire, uh, e-buggy, um, expert main again. I think next round I'll do the sportsman cause they don't get any, they don't get any love, but this round it, Jared was there and Tom Renanek was there and Mason was there. So I, it was going to be a good race. So I wanted to get, I wanted to get that on video and then mini truggy cause I was in it. Definitely got to have that. The winner is where do we start here? So the cool thing is there's only six classes. The, the, the crazy thing is there was a sportsman buggy E main. I think we ended up with 40 something cars. That's pretty much par for the course. I think our finals last year was, um, 181, I think is what we ended up with the last race of the year. And that was literally the, the, the day before the two days before all the major COVID restrictions happened. Yeah. So I like to knock out the nitro buggy mains first. I kind of feel like expert nitro is kind of the pinnacle race of the, of the weekend. And it's yeah. nice, it's nice to get that one in first because you still have marshals from sportsmen and plus everybody's still there. Sometimes at the end of the night, you know, a lot of people have left. Yeah. So sportsman buggy nitro, you had Lucas Baker pretty much dominate everybody. He had a TQ and a win. And I think he won by like two laps. Uh, this, this round, not so much. Uh, John Davies was your TQ. I think Lucas had some engine trouble in the first one. I'm not, if I, if I remember right, but, uh, Philip Hoke got, got the lead on like the opening lap and never was seen again. And he won by two laps. That's trucking 46 laps, 20 minutes. He was, I, I believe him and Grady Ashton are actually using the same cars. I think Grady's racing expert and he's racing sportsman. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, he was ripping Brody, uh, Ignachuski, uh, him, uh, his dad, John, and the other one, uh, which will, I'll, I can't remember his first name yet, but I know he's going to be in here. I believe, um, got second with 44 laps. John Davies, uh, was third, uh, Tim crystal who last month, uh, wrecked his knee in practice and couldn't stick around oh, for the yeah. main. Um, he finished fourth, uh, Josh shout, uh, was one of your bumpers finishing fifth, Brad Horsch, uh, finished sixth. Scott Sroof was another one of your bumpers finishing seventh. And then Jake Wilkening was eighth. Lucas Baker broke his car in warm up. Yeah. Uh, I, I waited about as long as I could with, uh, with nine other guys ready to go. My microphone was out of batteries. So I was like, all right guys, I gotta go get some batteries. So I like slowly walked in to the carpet booth and got batteries and then slowly walked back out. Mm-hmm. But eventually you got to go, unfortunately. 
Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to go without somebody, but you know, it was going on, you know, a couple, five minutes or so, and you're only supposed to get one minute. So, and then Parker Clemmy, who had a really good start. I think he was in, he qualified second. I believe he was in second and then his car broke and it was a stupid wire. I think, I no. think his car did a runaway or something like that. The old um, stupid wire. Yeah. So, um, that this class is going to be interesting with points cause it's all jumbled up in the first two rounds. There hasn't been a solid front runner both times. Yeah. And what I like about sportsmen this year is I think we've had three heats of sportsmen every time. I think the first year we did sportsmen and we only had one heat. And then last year I think yeah. we only had two. And this year I think we've had a solid three heats. So it's been really good. That's pretty good. So this was the uh, humdinger, I guess. That's a fun thing to say. I like saying humdinger. Yeah, I don't. I think it makes me sound simple. <laughs> but you should say it. <laughs> okay. I could see that. <laughs> you got to say it with that is a humdinger. Yeah, check out that humdinger. What what is a humdinger? I don't know. I thought it was like a like a thing. Oh, uh, it's obviously a thing. Yeah, it's obviously a thing, but like a uh thing. Anyways, here, hold on. I've been saving this uh for a while. Oh my gosh. I've been waiting for that. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Couldn't let it last anymore because otherwise it would get warm. I can't have that. So last round, round one was probably one of the better nitro races we've ever had. Came down to the last two laps between Mason and, and Jared Tebow. This time, the, the, thir- the third wheel in round one was Jared um, Higgins who kind of hung around in third and he got actually got close to Tom or Mason there at the end. This time, uh, Tom Rinnernecht was the trio. He, he kind of rounded out the trio. Uh, Jared qualified first, Mason qualified second, Tom Rinnernecht qualified third. Okay. It was Mason and Jared very, very close for about half the race. Then Tom really got into the mix and he finished 11, almost 11 seconds behind Mason and then Jared finished seven seconds behind Tom. So it wasn't as close as round one. The interesting thing yeah. about this one was Mason was flying. I mean, he was knocking mm-hmm. down 22 nines every once in a while. Tom also was flying. Um, all the, I think all these guys got 22 second laps at one point or another. But Mason really, really had it together uh, for this one. I thought that Jared Tebow doing 10 minute pit stops was going to make this race a lot closer than it was. Right. So Jared didn't do 10 minute pit stops in the first one, but he did in this one. It was like when I, when I was racing nitro and the only way that I felt I could keep up with Seth uh, Van Dalen was if I, if I did 10 minute stops and save myself, you know, a pit stop. The only way that that would work for me is if I wouldn't erect. Right. So mm-hmm. the minute it, Every, and it would always go on schedule until I made a, a one really bad mistake. And then all that time that I would, that would have, I would have made back and made it a race was gone. You know, mm-hmm. in many ways, that was kind of how this worked for Jared. It seemed like, uh, his first half of the race was really pretty good. And then the middle of the race, his car looked a little angry. It looked a little hard to drive. And, uh, there was a few more wrecks thrown in there than there was in the first round. Yeah. 
and Mason, Mason and Tom didn't make as many mistakes. And so even though he had one less pit stop, it still, uh, um, just couldn't recover from that with, with the way that Mason and Tom really were both driving. So, but the, the interesting thing, whenever we, whenever the nitro races are here and you've got the pro level guys and the expert guys, you know, cause we don't do like a, a pro class is the, the disparity right. in the, in the finishing lap times. Super chat. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold on to that thought. We've got a, we've got a super chat mm-hmm. from Trevor Paul for how much money? $4 and 99 cents. Okay. And okay. it's all I'm going to, it says this all goes to will for his man cave hot tub fund. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. So we'll add that to your tally. Yeah, I think no, uh, no pants, no pants allowed. Yeah, I think you and I, you and I were both at six bucks. So look at that. You're at, you're going to be at eleven dollars. Thanks, Trevor. Paul. Thank you. Um, okay, back, back, back to the thought. Uh, no pants, huh? Yeah, not not allowed in the hot tub okay. in my basement. No. All right. Um, especially you. Yeah, especially me, dude. I made a joke. I don't know if anybody got it on uh, on Saturday, but I made a joke. Uh, Probably not. It was one of your jokes. But okay. go ahead. Okay, so I was. <laughs> I was okay. So I was, I was, we, when we were waiting for, uh, for Lucas Baker to get, to get his car and I started trying to be, I tried, I started trying to, um, uh, stall a little bit and I started talking mm-hmm. about how I couldn't wait to go home and, uh, and take a shower and go to bed. And I was like, I was like describing how I was going to take a shower and then I was going to get my sweatpants out and put my, my legs in them one by one. And then I go all three of them. oh man back to my point uh so when we have the pros here though you can really see the differences in the finishing laps right oh yeah so usually mason jared seth those guys are always when they're here they're always they're pushing so hard in the main event that um you know, they end up being almost four or five laps in front of everybody. And in this case, it was two laps in front of Ashton Abdul, which goes to show how fast he's getting actually mm-hmm. finishing mm-hmm. fourth. Zach Gastelum finished fifth with 73 laps. Then you had Graham Hill, one of the guys from Colorado finishing sixth. He had 71 laps. Ooh. And then uh, Graham, Graham Hill, my man. Yeah. Greg Bommel with 70. Jeremy Whiting finished eighth with 69 laps. Zach Van Dalen. Nice. Uh, bumped up from the B, uh, finishing with 69 laps. Nice. And then Jordan Gleckler um, with 63 laps. And poor Jordan, like like Jared and those guys were racing uh, hard, uh, trying to get through with these guys, and, and Jordan would get out of the way, and then somebody would wreck, and they'd have to get out of the way again, and then somebody would wreck, and then he'd have to get out of the way again. And it was for a little while there. I bet he was frustrated up there going, oh, my God, I got to get out of the way again. Yeah, I know I would have been. Yeah. So... But, uh, you know, the cool thing about this too is, so this year sucks because the DNC, the dirt nitro challenge ended up on the same date as our February techno series race, which I always tried to stay away from, but this year, because of the J concepts race being the first week of February, I had to push Mm -hmm. things around a little bit and I didn't want us to race on Valentine's day. So it was, it was the 20th and I could have sworn that the DNC was, was always the 28th or whatever it was. Well, it's not this year. It's the 20th. So we're going to lose mm-hmm. Jared for that one. We'll definitely use, um, I'm sure Seth Van Dalen won't be here. Mason, I doubt it, you know, will be here. Tom probably won't be here. So, you know, a lot of these guys, unfortunately won't make, 
round four, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if we can get Jared Tebow and Mason to come January 9th and then the finals in March. Jared's got a shot at getting a poster. How cool would that be? Yeah, that'd be sweet. To have yeah, a, that'd be a awesome. Jared poster on, over, you know, on the year for, uh, for that. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Anyways. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so then what we do after we race nitro is we try to clean, clean some of the air out because it gets super stuffy in there. Although, uh, we did get a whole bunch of garage doors fixed so we can actually open them because before we couldn't open them. So, um, it's not near as bad as it was last year for sure. Um, but, but what happens is at night, the wind goes away. And so, um, when the wind goes away, it doesn't push all the nitro out near as fast. So we got to rely on all of our fans and stuff, which still work. And when you run a couple electric races back to back, you can definitely tell that it's, it works. But the first half of the mini truggy race, the far corner over by the dirt oval was a little dark and a little smoky, but we, we got through it. It was fine. We got through it. What, uh, what compound tires did you run on mini truggy gold? You ran golds. I ran gold. Better than silver. Yes. Last round I ran silver because that was all I had and I was too cheap to buy tires. I put it on brand new, brand new silvers that I had actually glued up for the, uh, the race in South Carolina. And then they ended up using AK tires or something for the, for the handout tire. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna hang on to these for my mini truggy. Uh, in my opinion, they're a little soft. They're a little soft for, for, for the track when it gets the way it does with, with the winter series. Did you, did you have tread on them? On the silvers by the end of the yeah. night? No. <laughs> right. They burned off so quickly. It- yeah, so it's like the compound softer, and it's like the tread like folds over. Yeah, on our on our track a little bit, and I think that's the, that's what makes the gold a little more sturdier feeling tire. But if you're running slicks, it's like the silvers are way yeah. better than the golds. I felt slicks. to me, I felt the gold compound truggy tires, mini truggy tires, worked with, through all the bumps way better than the silver did last round. Last round, my stuff was getting yeah. thrown around. Every little crevice out there, the silvers were catching. So, and that makes sense. Like the, the gold compound being a little stiffer sidewall too. Yeah. Yep. You know, your car probably feels a lot lighter feeling too. Maybe a little easier to nimble. Way easier like to, to drive. Where you want it. And I could definitely put yeah. it more where I wanted it to. So I was pretty mm-hmm. happy overall with the truck. So for me, yeah. it was gold compound uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That might change. I mean, if we, when uh, Friday nights, I've run silvers every Friday night and it's pretty good. Yeah. And even with tread on them and silver and they've, they've been fine, but it's just like, maybe the track wasn't there yet. You know, yeah. like if it had grooved up, maybe the silvers would have been too soft. Right. But cause that's what I like when they first released that compound, I thought that was the, like the story behind the compound is that there are four, uh, like tracks that haven't matured yet. Mm-hmm. Like indoor clay tracks hadn't, grooved up and you know had had character as they say in the industry oh, dude yeah. our, our, this track had a lot of character <laughs> this time oh, yeah. around it did the flake thing it was coming off in flakes which is not the way i like it but you nothing you can do about it until you know tomorrow when i'm able to fix it yeah everybody's running on the same track i know it wasn't that bad you just had to pick your spots there was a part of, there was a part at the end of the straightaway the big sweeper where right in the middle of it was really busted up. So you had to go either on the inside or the outside. And if you watch the pros like Jared and those guys, they pick the inside. Yeah. Um, I would haul my ass around there uh, and do the outside. So, <laughs> all right, mini truggy. We had a new person from Wisconsin show up named Dalton Balboa. I believe he's a techno guy and he was he related team- to Rocky. He- nope. Uh, I wasn't going to make those jokes. Um, Why not? 
uh, I, he probably gets tired of hearing that somebody with a last name like that. Could you like, ugh. there was a family, eh. there was a family here this week <laughs> named Dawkin. Their last name was Dawkin. And I was like, not like a heavy metal band. They're like, yes, mm, mm, real original there. So no, but no, uh, no Rocky Balboa jokes from Dalton for Dalton. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Dalton. That's okay. So here's your TQ. There was, there was a good handful of us that were in the running for TQ, but Dalton really got it together that second qualifier. Yeah. However, uh, this guy, uh, ended up winning the main. I did get this This is the first video I put up today. It was a really good race between me, Zach Van Dalen and Dalton. Uh, Dalton made a mistake after the triple. And I got into him after that. Um, cause he bounced off the pipe and I ran right into him. Zach Van Dalen sneaked through. Then. Dalton and I got going again. And then if you watch the video behind us, I have no idea what happened. All I heard was a lot of bickering, uh, on the driver's stand between a bunch of old people, <laughs> which is fine. That's what we're there for. And then, uh, the next thing, you know, the three of us were kind of on our own for most of the race. I bumped in the back of Dalton once, uh, on, I, I was flying through the, the, the chump bumps and I ran right in the back of him, took him out. So I waited. Um, I thought that was going to be it for, for, for Zach getting away. The track reached up and, uh, grabbed Zach Van Dalen and got us back into it. And then, um, I got around Zach with about maybe three minutes to go. And then Zach was catching me at some point. He wrecked after the big, uh, sail it jump in the back. And then I, I was like, all right, all I got to do now is just not, not wreck a lot, not wreck at all. Otherwise, you know, let him back into it. Um, I think Zach broke his truck in the last lap, but I think he had a big enough, he had a big enough lead on Dalton that he still finished second. Uh, Sean Van Dalen last year's champ uh, in this class, even though technically it wasn't an official winter series class, there was enough for five rounds of truggies. So um, we're going to get his picture on the wall. This guy made a mistake. And uh, what happened was I sent pictures off to the, to the poster people. Uh, I did not have Sean's picture in there. So I pulled all the pictures from the techno site from last year and I, I forgot to pull his picture. So he's going to be up on the wall next round. He finished fourth. Uh, Dane Gangler, uh, finished fifth. Bryson Pavel was sixth. Ashley McCormick was seventh. James Ham finished eighth. Uh, Drew Dawkin. There's one of the Dawkins. Uh, one of their bump ups, he finished ninth and Jay Calaherka finished 10th. Jay Calaherka did not run pro four this time. He ran mini truggy. So Ooh. very interesting. Um, so that's fun. That truck's a blast. Those little things are fun. Such a cool class. We need to get associated in Losing to make those. Yeah, we do. Yeah. There's a lot of good questions right now on, uh, on the, uh, the chat. So I can't wait to get to them at the end here. So just hang in there guys. Any super chats? Uh, nope. Trevor's the only one so far. You guys know what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Pro four. So, uh, just one heat of pro four again this time. Um, Sean Van Dalen was your TQ and your winner. Uh, Ashley McCormick qualified second, finished second, uh, Easton McCormick qualified third, finished third. And then Kyle quest. It is quest. I thought it was cast, but it's quest. Uh, nice. Yep. Finished fourth. Uh, Nick Poppenfuss finished fifth. Tyler Fleming was sixth. Nick Schultz was seventh. Steve Wall was eighth. Marilyn Roney was ninth. And Sam Helgeland was tenth. And I no longer make uh, what it's like having a Roney jokes whenever uh, Ro- Marilyn or Tony 
are on the track because I actually looked up what a Roni is in, in urban dictionary and it's not flattering. So what is it? <laughs> hang on. Cause I forget, <laughs> but I know, but I know I'm no, I, wait a minute. Uh, family. No, it's no, a family show. Like, it's not that it's like, we don't want people to start making that. Yeah. Like um, joke at it, but, and the, stuff, but so. no, seriously for a while there. Uh, so vanilla ice's second track on to the extreme was, I, th- I think it was called having a Roni. I think that's what it was. And it, and it would basically was like what it's like having a Roni. That's, I remember that from being a kid. So I used to do that on the mic whenever they would be in a race. And then I looked it up on, on urban dictionary. It was like, Nope, not doing that anymore. So it sounds like it's something like a calzone or something. Yeah. You know? Kind of like, it sounds like something I'd love to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nitro Truggy, A-Main. Last year, Zach Van Dalen pretty much dominated this class. Remember, this was the one that Emerson was running to. And, uh, and then Jeremy Whiting and uh, Greg Bommel were really always in the game there. Mm-hmm. So was Sean Van Dalen, actually. Uh, Papa Van Dalen. But this year, uh, he didn't race this one. Your TQ was actually Greg Bommel, and he was dominating these guys just driving away from everybody. And then his truck broke at the 23 lap mark. So he was, he was way out in front and then poof, nitro fun suck comes and, uh, and he was out. So Jeremy Whiting, um, ended up, uh, coming from the fourth spot to take the win. And he's another one of those guys from Wisconsin. Um, this is their second straight year coming. Um, they really enjoy it. I haven't done anything to piss them off. So that's always good. That's a good day. Yeah. Zach Van Dalen, uh, finished second. Uh, Robert Rinaldi finished uh, third. Braden Billington uh, finished fourth. Uh, Richard Greenwood was fifth. Chris Stapes was sixth. Patrick Mitrovics was uh, seventh. KP Reigns was eighth. Trent uh, Ignachowski was ninth. And then Greg Baumel finished 10th. So good race, though. I mean, these guys did 70 laps in 30 minutes. So it was a 10 second gap between Jeremy and Zach. And then they had a lap over everybody else. So. Let's see. Let's move on to sportsmen. So the last two races, we, we get the electric races to finish us up. And uh, here we go again. Uh, this is Philip Hoke. Philip Hoke. TQ and win. He went two for two this time. Wow. Yeah. And last round, he was going to win, and Jackson Anderson caught him. And, uh, and then I think Philip made a mistake, and Jackson got around him. This time, uh, Jackson Anderson finished second. Yeah. And it was a lot closer at the end than I thought I looked with like two laps left to go. I looked, I looked at the thing and I was like, Oh, Phillips got eight seconds. And I started doing something with my phone and I looked back up and Jackson was like a turn away from him. So I didn't really see what happened, but it was way closer at the end. There could have been a, could have been a, a repeat of, of round one, but it wasn't Philip held him off. Um, Jackson finished second. Um, Parker Clemmy from the bump up spot, the ninth spot finished third. I think that goes really good for his points too. Cause I think he finished pretty high in the last one. Mm-hmm. Brody, that's the name. Brody Ignachewski finished fourth. That was the other Ignich, Ignachewski, Ignachowski. It's a ski name. You know how those are. Yeah. Uh, Derek Myrtle finished fifth. Uh, T. Roy Jackson finished sixth. Tyler Fleming was seventh. Nick Poppenfuss was eighth. Connor Herrick. Uh, so this family, um, Connor and Mason Herrick came for the first time and they finished, uh, this, this one finished ninth and then Dan Gangler broke. He was in the mix broke front arm on his car. He, uh, I think it happened 
the the lap before I heard a snap. He wrecked on the big send it jump and then uh and then the next lap he 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 wrecked there again and then he had a broken front arm, so he was out. Uh super chat, Jason Haley, uh Buck ninety nine. Ask Will about my servo question. He should know. What was your servo question? Um, you know what he's oh now I remember okay it has to do with raising or lowering the servo in the B6. Um, I guess there's guys that are doing it where I guess like underneath this like underneath the servo there's that like pocket okay where you could put a servo weight. I guess guys oh. are milling the plastic there one mil and lowering the servo and the chassis all the way down. Hey, um, probably just to have everything lower in the car. It's kind of like that. Was that RC one? I can't. No, not RC one. There's this company that makes a, a aluminum chassis for the B6 for carpet that lowers the transmission oh, and okay. even like they mill out a pocket for the motor to be the lowest, like be like flat with the chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like it would just make your the front of your car maybe a little smoother feeling because um, you're gonna have less body roll on the front by lowering your electronics or lowering your servo. But I don't know if it would be enough to really tell a whole lot of a difference, but I don't know. I've never tried it. Um, I suppose I could, but Hmm. I just haven't had, had a chance. First time I heard about it was when he, he asked me if I did it and I was like, I never heard of that. So it's on like, was it that petite RC, like the setup things? Yeah. Pettit. Is it? I thought it was Pettit. I don't know. I, I have no know. idea. It's that thing. Is it that French? Nobody knows Could who be it is. petite. I, we, um, we. but it's on that website. Hmm. Maybe take a look at it. See what you think. Try it. You know, a lot of this stuff you just have to try and see what you think it does. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of grinding chassis anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. My car works pretty good the way it is. Yeah. Okay. So you can, you're, these guys are lowering their servo by grinding away the servo mount a little bit. Is that how they're doing it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Good, good question. Everybody's always trying stuff with cars now. Oh yeah. You know, it's like you, it's like you have to do so much less to make it work. Like cutting your motor and, and you start thinking of stuff, stuff that you, you can do. You have, yeah. You have extra time to do other stuff. So, all right. Last one here for the techno series. Then we'll, uh, we'll go over some of these questions. It's going to, there's some good ones on here. Round one saw, uh, Jared Tebow basically drive away. Mason was back there, got a, got a second, but probably would have liked to have been a lot closer, uh, to Jared in this one. Mason was winning this one, uh, kind of doing what he did. So he TQ'd, uh, e-buggy as well. And he was staying in front of Jared. And then all of a sudden, how many laps was that? Let's see. That's, that looks like about eight laps in all of a sudden he was out. He had an issue. And was broke. And while Jared and Mason were going at it, Zach Gastelum and Ashton Abdul were going at it back there for third and fourth. Mm-hmm. So the way the race was working out was there was two main battles going on. One for first and second and one for the final podium spot between the two x-ray drivers, uh, Zach and Ashton. Uh, Aiden Olson, who you can get a home loan or refinance it at pivotlending.com because his dad works there, uh, his main mm-hmm. guy there was in fifth and he was just kind of 
he was in he was in that weird spot of no man's land where he was really far ahead of sixth, but he was pretty far behind fourth, right? Um, but this was his first time running um, electric eight scale ever. He borrowed the car, and his dad said mm-hmm. he borrowed batteries. He borrowed a speed controller, I think, basically just a bunch of borrowed parts to make this thing work. But anyways, uh, so when Mason was out, Jared had the lead and had it by quite a bit. So all he had to do was just take care of his car and not crash, not wreck. And then, so Zach Gastelum, Ashton and Abdul were battling for second and third. Ashton had second until the very last lap. He uh, got a little trigger happy over the kicker, went a little too far. He landed on top of, uh, I think, Graham Hill's car, who was trying to get out of the way. And then uh, uh, Zach got back around him, cross line in second. Ashton crossed third. Aiden finished fourth. Mason Herrick, the other Herrick kid, uh, finished fifth. Uh, Mitchell Pavel, qualified sixth, finished sixth. Graham Hill finished seventh. Eric Fletcher finished eighth. Conrad Bizey finished ninth. And Mason Fuller finished tenth. The points are pretty crazy. Uh, I'm going to bring them up just real quick because this year could get kind of interesting in many ways because, you know. E-Buggy always does. Well, not only E-Buggy, but I'm... uh, but I'm also just thinking about in general, some of these pros, you know, it's possible they might, they might not make uh four out of five rounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. No. So <laughs> you never know if, if, if somebody lingering back there in third or fourth, you know, at the overall title might have a shot. Cause right now in electric eight scale, uh, Jared and Mason, if you count a drop or tied, but Jared's got the, you know, much better tiebreaker. Um, then it's Zach. Ashton, Graham, Aiden, Mitchell, Mason, Conrad, Easton, Eric, Roman, uh, Roman Gaslam, and then a whole bunch of guys um, that finished in the B. And then if you look at, see if I can find Nitro. Jared Tebow and Mason Fuller are one point apart. Jared's got a TQ and a win, and Mason's got a win. And they both have a second. So uh, the TQ point from the first round for Jared is is what has him up top and then you've got um tom rennernecht jared wiggins zach gastelum ashton abdul graham jeremy whiting greg bommel chris morant zach uh zach van dalen mitchell pavel that's your top 12 you could go down further but those are all pretty much b main points and then like i said for sportsmen you've got uh lucas baker with a 101 so just one point over philip hoke uh with a 100 they both have um not the best throw out throw out right now and it's all over the map here. There's a whole bunch of guys that have highs and lows. So that's going to be very, very, very interesting Yeah, um, for them. And then sportsman, electric buggy, Philip and Jackson. Philip's got one point extra because of the TQ over Jackson Anderson. Otherwise, they'd be tied. Mm-hmm. And then behind them, it's Parker Clemmy, Bryson Pavel, Troy Jackson, Brody, Ignatiuski, Derek Myrtle, Josh Shout, Tyler Fleming, Nick Poppenfuss, Don Drews, Dan Gangler. Kyle Quast, Connor Herrick, that's, you know, kind of your top 14 A main positions from the last two rounds. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, I don't right now, the way things are going, doesn't look like there's going to be any crazy ties because everything's kind of all over yeah. the map. So, you know, those are the, the, the real main, the big, the big main classes that we all kind of worry about. I think now's a good time to take a pivot lending break. Uh, this will segue into um, the questions. We've got a bunch of good questions uh, tonight on the YouTube chat. Um, I got to tell you, the after, my after hour show on, on Thursday nights, the conversation on the chat's been really good the last couple of times. So 
Um, that's always good. Yeah. These, these guys are coming in hot. Um, we'll try to start at the top when we come back. So, um, let's take about a minute to listen to our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with pivot lending. If you are currently in a situation where you aren't sure what your credit looks like, or, you know, you've got some things that you need to clean up or repair and you are looking to buy a home or you're interested in buying a home, give me a call. I can certainly help you determine what needs to be done to get your credit into a position where you are qualified to buy a home. We've got a great software program that we use to analyze your credit so that we can determine the best use of your resources to make the biggest impact on your future credit score. So give me a call at 402-715-9082. We can run through a quick breakdown and go through your current situation and see what we can do to get you into a better position and get you into a new home. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Have you started building your Claude Buster yet, by any chance? No, have you? I have. God dang it. Uh although although mine's not the, I'm I'm doing the bullhead. Bullhead? Yeah. The J Concepts kit? No, I wish. I I don't have the money for that one yet. I'm going to build mine with that. I'm going to get that and then build mine with that. I am, uh, I got one of those. So what, so I have a whole bunch of those cars and, uh, one of them there's, there's a cloud buster in there, but the one I started to pull out and started building before I even looked down at the body was it to my bullhead. So that's what I'm building. I got, uh, I actually, I, yesterday I bought the, uh, Tamiya screwdriver. Cause I got tired of you trying to use my screwdriver with those stupid Tamiya screws. I have one of those, uh, hoodie screwdrivers Ooh. that came with the M8, the X-ray M18. Yeah. I have like two of those. Those are like the best Phillips screwdrivers I've ever owned. Yeah. So I'll probably work on it a little bit tonight before I go to bed. And, uh, and then, uh, I'll keep working on it on my, on the Thursday night, uh, after our show. So. Yeah. No, I'm waiting to build mine until I have all this stuff. To yeah. Do the cool I, want, stuff. I want the regulator. I, I think what I'll, what I might do is I'm going to build this bullhead exactly as it is. I'm going to give it to Bob to paint and the Claude Buster. I'll probably do the regulator chassis as long as I can get my hands on one. Mm-hmm. So I haven't thought of a good name yet for mine. Maybe that's what I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do. Try to come up with a name. Like first. I'll wait. I'll wait for the name first, but it's inspiration for the build. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? I'm going to start at the top here. We got, cause we're, we're way ahead of where we normally are. Uh, kind of do that on purpose. Woo! So Nicholas, uh, Petrozak wants to know, um, what do you think about the new low C grave digger monster truck? Speaking of monster trucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. I think it's cool. I cannot wait to get my hands on one uh, just to look at, you know, we're, we're going to get them in the store obviously to sell, but uh, I'm very interested to see what the axles look like in person. I've watched enough. Yeah. I've watched enough YouTube videos on the truck itself now that I, 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 I really want to see those axles because you know, people are going to be taking the axles and putting and doing other stuff with them. They're going to have their own chassis and all that other stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, 
Yeah, I think it's all right. I think the one thing that, and I said this last week, is is as I'm I'm interested to see the the specific size difference. Hopefully, it's not too big. Uh, yeah, that no, it classes that is, itself out. Yeah, yeah, that's my concern. So, because then you also run into the fact that maybe bodies wouldn't fit it, right? Right. So, so no, like, that that that's what I w- would be most concerned about. Because I mean, that's a really scale class. Like it's mm-hmm. more of a scalers type thing. Yeah. So it's like if they're if you couldn't get other bodies for it other than that one, uh, they might might kind of put a damper on things for some people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's all I can really say now until I actually get, you know, see one. I was kind of hoping we'd get one of those early release things that that Horizon does with that truck, but it didn't happen. Ah. They probably don't have enough of them with the mm-hmm. way production and stuff's going on. Um, right. Uh, Peter Renault says that, uh, he was here. Hockey is canceled. He usually plays on Mondays and, uh, and doesn't get to watch a show live. Bummer. Well, and, uh, great that you're watching. Yeah. It's great that you're watching. Also proves that you're from Canada. Hey, you guys really like your hockey up there. I believe. Yeah. If I know my Canadians, you know, so I had, I had just watched Fargo for the first time, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, the movie movie. yeah, the movie, movie, movie. And the whole next day, I was like, ah, geez, whenever oh, something geez. happened. <laughs> 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 oh, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. And, you know, I, I go up, uh, I've been, been to, like, even just Sioux Falls, like, for work, I'll go there. And it's like a lot of the people will talk like that. Or if you say Ufta, you're, like, instantly in with, Dude, with a lot of the people from around there. I pick up. I pick up little nuances, uh, very easily. Like I picked up your laugh. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Really? Oh yeah. Big time. There was a girl in, in junior high that I sat next to in multiple classes and, um, I wasn't cool back then. I'm not cool now, but I really wasn't cool back then. Um, but for some reason she was nice enough to talk to me and I just, I like, um, uh, worshiped her. I, I picked up her laugh too for about a year after that laugh yeah. just like her that's cool yeah but um when i would travel for roar uh doing whatever they had me doing usually scorekeeper because they apparently thought that i knew what i was doing with computers uh the one time we were in jersey i might have told this already on here but yeah we've heard this dude, no you told it on ripcast I did think, i but- i picked up the jersey i picked up the jersey accent hard on uh there i there there was a i had nothing to do the first couple hours. Right. So right down the street was a waffle and bagel place. And there was like legit Jersey guys, like, like Yankee, they were wearing like, like Yankee jerseys, gold chains, hat turned to the side. And they're like, uh, I don't know if I can do it anymore. They're like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I don't even know. It's not even very good. And you're like, I would just like a slice yeah, of pizza. I just, I would like a bagel, please. Oh, their bagels were All so right. let, let them go in. Their let bagels go were so good too. Holy crap. Their bagels were good. Um, anyways, whatever accent that was, I picked it up for like, like a week after and I came back home here to Nebraska where I don't really think we have an accent. We just, we just, we talk like everybody you've ever seen on TV. Basically. Anyway. Yeah. We say war. Oh, you say war. I don't say, I do not say worse. You I don't say war. I'll no, I say wash. Anyway, I'll say it ironically sometimes, like referring to worshers. Worshers. <laughs> I, I say washers. How do you say? How do you say iron? Iron. 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 Am I saying it right? 
I, I don't know. I always it get, sounds like I. It sounds Gretchen, like you're saying I run. Oh, Gretchen! Gretchen gets really mad whenever I say Iron. She's like, "You're not saying it right." I'm like, "Iron, Iron, Iron, soldering iron." Yeah, soldering iron. See, there I said it right, didn't I? Yeah. 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 What about uh, uh, ambulance? A- am- ambulance. Am- ambulance. I hear ambulance a lot. Is that what I say? No, I think you ambulance. said ambulance. I think I say ambulance right, but I know my brother-in-law says ambulance. Anyways, I don't know how we got on this topic. Um, Mike Fuller, we were talking about um, the INS race and he's like, you could do Thursday, Friday and mod. You could do, you could do stock Thursday, Friday and mod and age class on Saturday, Sunday. That's an idea. I mean, we might have to get creative. I mean, that's not a bad idea. If we have to limit it to 75 people, Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we could still hold a race if we got creative. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Jason Haley, um, should I get a mini truggy or a new stadium truck or should I get both? Uh, both. If that's, an I mean, option. dude, it, yeah, if, <laughs> if that's an option, you get both, you go to the Plex and you just, we got, we've got the mini truggy in stock and then you just, uh, you wait for the T62 to come in, which I actually think we're getting from HRP this week. I think we might've already gotten him today. I didn't work at the store today, so I don't know if we actually got him. <laughs> What's the better experience though? That's a better question. Uh, stadium truck. Who will drive stadium truck? I think. Yeah. I, I would say there's more people to race in stadium truck, but we had 27 mini truggies on Saturday. More about what you like anymore. If that trend I mean, if you can... like, yeah. If you're into stock racing, I'd run 13, five stadium truck. Yeah. But if you like, if you want mod mod truck, I'd run the four wheel drive truck. I think that the four wheel drive mini truck or whatever is probably like the, the evolution of mod. It's pretty fun truck or mod truck. It's yeah. like the evolution of mod truck. It's, it's like taking the place of that. It's pretty fun. And what's cool about it is it is mod. So you can put in whatever you want. I mean, I've got a five, yeah. five and I never do timing in the speed controller. I have a five, five with timing in my mini truggy hmm. with boost. Yeah, it I goes. It goes wee down the straightaway. <laughs> you can hear mm-hmm. it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It is fast. Um, so I really like mini truck. I think mini truck is pretty freaking cool now. I uh, I'm glad I got the truck. It was cool. I raced uh, the VTR, the VT sixty four, uh, at the was it the nineteen, two thousand nineteen Hobbyplex Spring Champs. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I mean, it was fun then, but that that car just. Because it's based off the B64, I think the wheelbase isn't quite correct. Yeah. It turned, it turned funny to me. This, yeah. the techno trucks to me don't turn funny. They like, uh, they, they do what they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, I'll get, I, I'd get one if associated made one. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You should super chat. Uh, Peter Renault just, uh, just super chatted us. We got a $5 super chat in wow. Canadian money. From uh, Peter Renault. So it's like $40. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, rear mounted motor fan. J Concepts S2 body has scoop to the motor you can cut out. Uh, if you cut out the scoop hole, which way should the fan blow? It should, it should always blow on the motor, right? Yeah. I think that's just more ventilation to draw more, more errors in. Do you think that without the cutouts, having the fan in there eventually just blows hot air onto the motor? The body's not airtight. Do you think we're overthinking it? 
Yeah, I think you're overthinking it. Okay. I, the body's not airtight, so I don't think it'd really matter. That's true. You definitely get more flow if you have yeah. a hole in the body, you know? Um, we'll go back up here. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, but I, I think, I think the yeah. fan should always blow on the motor. I don't think there's any time. I think so too. I, I don't think there's any time when you don't want it to go on the, on that. Which is better for racing the Reedy 17.5 A plus competition or the 17.5 S plus torque? That's a question for you. I think that the S S plus torque is the one you'd want the, it's the newer one, I believe. Uh, whichever one's the newer one is the better one. What what were the two options again? The seventeen five S plus and then A plus competition or seventeen five S plus torque. I honestly, I, I'm not hundred percent for sure. I would make make sure that uh, those aren't like single cell motors, or one of them is not like a single cell motor. Or the lock yeah, timing one too. There's a lock timing one out there, but you'd know because it's only sixty four dollars instead of ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So you, you want the one that's for two cell. I think that the torque one is, I can't remember. There's one that would be better uh, for uh, off-road. I think it is the torque one. Oh, they're both S plus. They're, they're both um, uh, S pluses, but the, because I think at, at the Plex, I think we only carry one version of the Reedy motor. I think that's why this, this one's kind of stumped me. I think that the torque one is the one you'd want for off-road. Is that that one's like yeah this have one more so, yeah this one says one to two s lipo, and then this one is the torque one. No, it says one to two s lipo two, but I think this one is uh this one is high torque models are perfectly suited for high grip on and off road competition with chat with tracks with short run ups. Yeah, I would I would I would think it's more of a, I think it's like a tuning option for. For a smaller, tighter track versus yeah. bigger, more horsepower track. Yeah, I think I think so, the, the torque one's probably your best bet. Yeah, that's an idea. Then I think if you're running an onward car, I bet the other one's better. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Super chat. <laughs> wow, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie went just gave us ten hmm. bucks. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, thanks, Ronnie. No, 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 no question. Just my VT64 has been awesome. The driver. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. I am glad that I got him. So I, I hooked him up with our last uh, VT64 conversion we had in the store. Nice. Basically at cost. So mm-hmm. I, that's how I've gotten cool. him into that in that class. And his truck looks really good, actually, when I'm watching it. Yeah. So Mad Thunder had a question that I, we skipped from last week because we ran out of time. Mad Thunder. Question from last week, but do you guys sim race? No. Have you done any of that? No. Yeah, me neither. I used I used to race full size race cars, so it's like, eh. Yeah. My deal is that my son is a jerk face and he hogs up all of our super awesome computer time. Um he's been doing uh live stream gaming. So <laughs> I don't get yeah. I don't get any of our any of our cool computer stuff. He hogs the Xbox so I can't play Red Dead or the uh Resident Evil two um remake which i want i got for myself to play right when i got it he took his he took the xbox to his room with him so i'm kind of hoping my wife gets me a uh xbox or something but i don't think she's going to Uh, but it would be cool just throwing that out there i have it on playstation if you get a playstation for christmas ooh, maybe you can borrow it i already beat it like five times so um another one from mad thunder 2 
This is a good question. Uh, what's your opinion on the current state of on-road RC racing and what can be done to improve it? Well, I have my own theory on on-road racing. Well, what do you think? I think that like I, I race 12 scale. I don't, are we talking like touring car or 12 scale? Cause Just says I raced 12 scale uh, last year and I showed up and drove. I borrowed a car from Craig and, um, I, I raced it and it, we I had a great time. The car worked great. Um, the only thing that kind of like got me was guys that had two 12 scales for a club race. They had one for high bite and one for low grip. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you compete with that? Yeah. So like the thing that I think has kept on road racing alive, at least at the Plex is uh the box stock show up run your car classes yeah with chassis that have limited uh tuning options and it's more about driving yeah um i think that's what's really kept the on road going but me personally if i were to race on road um i would want to run like electric modified asphalt um, I think that that would be the class that I would like the most. I've always wanted then, to race. You know, I've always wanted to race 10 scale on road on the Lincoln track or even like carpet. I would run one around mod, but not a lot yeah. of people would want to run that around here. So it's not fun. You wouldn't No, It's not fun. No, it's not. Why is it not fun? Way too fast. 21 to so, five, 20 USGT is fast. I used to run GT. I know, but it, USGT is fast. I 20 with a 21 no, five no. motor in it. It's fast. Yeah. seventeen five touring cars even faster. And that's, that's getting up there. Mm-hmm. I have, I have two things that have as, as, cause I used to run, I, I used to be part of the Aurora XCOM, uh, mm-hmm. up until 2000, was it, was it 17 when I left? And before that I was region director before that, uh, off and on, I've been on the race management team for roar and they always had me doing a lot of on-road races. And I saw the decline of on-road since 2008. And, uh, um, I think, I think it, it priced itself out. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest thing was on-road priced itself out. I, I you take as on-road racing, on-road racing was declining off-road eight scale racing was going up. Well, off-road eight scale racing is more expensive in my opinion than on-road should be. But if you take the price of an X-ray on-road car and at the time you put it right next to a car that cost just about the same in an eight scale, you look at the yeah. eight scale, you're getting way more car for the same amount of money as you're getting in this onward car. Yeah. I I think that once everything went to carbon chassis instead of tub chassis for touring car, yeah. that's what kind of killed it. But anyway, so I, I think that, I think that on-road tracks should it, it, to stay alive should always have some sort of uh, beginner option. And because we don't really have a ready to run alternative like off-road does with off-road, if you want to get in you want to get ready to run, you tell them to buy a slash, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how you make it work with onward. There really is no option for that. Tamaya has a little bit of ready to run stuff, but they're, they're so hard to get a hold of. It's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't make any sense for hobby shops to, to try and keep, keep up with it. But that's why the Hobbyplex has the TTO two Tamaya class. Those cars are 130 bucks. They come with a motor and speed controller. All you need is a radio a servo and batteries. And if you make a spec battery and you know, then, then they can buy, you know, a, a, a inexpensive controller 
and a decent $50 servo, you got yourself an honored car to race and that's fun. And you can still upgrade them a little bit as you go. That's what's kept the Hobbyplex on road working on Hobbyplex right. on road was dead. It was totally dead in 2014. Mm-hmm. We held the Nats in 2014. We had less than hundred entries and then right. the local scene was non-existent. The same, there was the same small group of guys that would come on Wednesdays, but we were only getting, you know, sometimes not even 15 entries on a Wednesday. And now we're getting, mm-hmm. now we're back up to 40. And then for our winter series races, we're getting anywhere from 50 to 80 kind of depends on who shows up. But yeah. all of that, I attribute all of that to the inexpensive, more fun classes like the TTO two class, the Euro trucks where the, you're not allowed to do anything other than glue the sidewalls and put bearings in them. Other than that, everything mm-hmm. has to be box stock. Those things cost 140 bucks. There it is. You race. That's it. Yeah. And then I think that classes like the um, and USGT have helped get on road back to a level of, of um, sustainability because you don't, you don't necessarily need to have the latest, greatest car like you would in, in straight, straight up touring car. Yeah. So that's true. That's kind of what I think. That's I saw that question and I was like, "Ooh, I got I got ideas about that question." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just from the Hobbyplex's own experience, that's what I think. You you got to have some sort of entry level way to get into honor racing. And then those guys they'll they'll see the five hundred dollar cars driving around and they will want one at that point. And then once they get hooked, then they're into it. But yeah. it's hard to get people to come to a track and say, "How do I do that?" And then you go, "Oh, we got to buy this, and then you got to buy this, and you got to get all this." And then they start to add it up and they're like, Jesus, I can get into off-road for like a third of that, you know? Right. Uh, A couple more here. Jason wants to know any chance of having a racing clinic set up at the Plex, any kind of racing setup clinic at the Plex. I think there's always a chance. I think we've, we've tried to do that before. Didn't we? Yeah. We didn't. We had like a day where people would come and like, if anybody had questions, they could just ask us. Didn't, um, didn't we get one person to show up to that? Yeah, I thought it was maybe less than that, but <laughs> less than one. Like we had all of our, we had all of our pits, we had our pit spaces all set up. I was all ready to like have people come and show them how to build shocks and build diffs and all that. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody ever came and it was free. Didn't even cost. Yeah. Anything. I'm trying to like think of how you could do something like that, but. It'd See, be cool. Jared, like, Jared did one of those and he had a pre-registered and people signed up for it and paid him. Yeah. And it was, it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but it was good. It was worth it. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he and you got like a set of tires, got and- a set of tires and he had one-on-one time with everybody. He had cones mm-hmm. out on the track trying to show how to do lines. He taught everybody how to walk the track. I mean, it was a really in-depth thing. It was really cool. So I don't know. Well, we, we would have to see the other problem is as always it is at the Plex is time. It would have to be, you know, on a, uh, realistically, I probably wouldn't have time to do one. It's almost like you'd have to do it after a round of the summer series mm. or something or like the day following after. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Where the tracks still grooved up and you couldn't like, um, you know, drive their car and help them with setup. And if then statements like you do this, then that. Zeke Bollinger was planning on doing that. He asked us if we could do that this Sunday after a summer series this year. I told him absolutely. And then it never, never materialized. So they had it in their yeah. mind. I mean, I, I, we almost, it's almost like we need to invite somebody to come and do it, mm-hmm. you know, 
Would you buy a car from an unknown brand if it borrowed parts from more well-known cars? Example, <laughs> the Zephyr B2 uses parts from a B6.2. What's that? Never heard of it before, but I think it's a, I think it's a China clone. That oh. would be my guess. And my, my personal answer to that would be never because you're just enabling these companies to rip the other companies off. Yeah. My, my, uh, I would question your overall experience with the, the car like that. Um, like, cause the materials that that car is made out of, isn't going to be the, as good well, too. as, uh, like a associated car, like the actual name brand stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you get, you go to the store and you get the, the best choice. Hee-haw brand soda instead of Mountain Dew. Like it's not as good. Yeah. It's like uh, macaroni and cheese. So I have a rule in my house. I've had a rule in my house ever since Gretchen and I started living together. Okay. No off-brand macaroni and cheese. Absolutely no off-brand Miracle Whip. Uh, no off-brand oatmeal pies. Mm-hmm. And uh, no off-brand cottage cheese. Those are the four things yeah. that if you get off-brand, you are guaranteed that it's going to suck. Yeah. So uh, I, like what I was getting at, like the <laughs> materials of the, <laughs> I mean, will you be able to buy that car and make some laps with it? Probably. Yeah, probably. But is it going to be as good as like the real deal? Probably not. Um, and you know, you could say, well, I could just, you know, update the parts that need to be updated to the associated ones. Well then you still have like, why don't you just buy the car? You know, like, and just get all this oh, stuff. The right. I just the put first that time. brand does not exist. I just made it up. Oh, but it gets the point across, I guess is the, yeah, nope. I'd never do that. Yeah. Uh, another one could have one fourteenth scale RC car, a race with a one ten scale Ford wheel drive. Um, if allowed, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a, there's a car from, I think it's WC toys or something like that. That's blow. That's been blowing up YouTube. Like all these, um, YouTubers are getting this car and it's brushless and it's got metal parts on it. And, it's getting like top reviews. And I think I actually saw somebody bring one into the Plex the other day. And of course they needed a part for it and we didn't have it. But, uh, I think, I think the question is, could something like that race with a one ten skill four wheel drive car? I mean, I suppose it probably could. I, I just, you know, I think those are mostly meant for taking to the skate park or something like that. Yeah. But you never know. I don't know. Uh, didn't Dane Gangler used to race his mini, uh, low C, e-buggy what what was that thing called i don't remember it was, it was 114 scale or something like that he used to race that in plex spec all the time so like the mini 10 i can't remember uh, yeah called. maybe that was it that mini truggy ashton abdul had that he ran that plex spec oh yeah ashton used to do that too that's so funny i forgot yeah. about that yeah man that's how he got started yeah then he started racing eight scale yeah <laughs> he went exactly from that, to he went from that to e-buggy uh okay one more B seventy four point one or seventy four point one D, best overall. This is from Lance Murray. Are you going to race carpet or dirt? Well, that's just it. They're two different. I mean, they're basically two different cars. No, I mean, okay. So the the point one, like no D, that that one's the carpet car. That mm-hmm. one's going to come with the slipper and the stuff to set it up to run carpet. If you get the D version, uh, that one's going to come with the correct sway bar springs. Um, in the center diff to just throw it out there and race dirt. So you can update the, you can change the car over pretty easily from dirt to carpet. 
um, you you just have to do like some setup changes and change is, the bars. Is anybody those. running a diff on carpet? Any of the setups? Center diff? Yeah. No, you would want swiper. to. It's all slipper, right? Yeah, you'd want a slipper. Like it is because uh, we had a problem when we were in was it uh, Thunder Road? It probably wouldn't accelerate, right? No, it just it 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 uh, grabs weird and like it, your car. I didn't drive it with it in it or with the slipper or the center diff in it. I just ran the slipper, but there's a couple of guys that were having a hard time keeping their slipper together. And that's why they updated the slipper. Now it's like that, that locked in style. Um, um, Cole Tollard borrowed my diff. Uh, I had my, I had a center diff for my car, but I just never, never, I didn't have it in there for uh, carpet and he borrowed it cause he needed it. And so he ran it and he was like, ah, oh, that was no good. <laughs> but I would think that, you know, like with that much grip, like your, your front or your rear tires don't do nothing. It just transfers all that power to the front. Yeah. And it would make your car like really like unpredictable. And like you turn the wheel and pull for throttle and your car would just like pull off in one direction or the other. So would, would you say the carpet car would be easier to set up for dirt because you could still use the slipper if you wanted to? If you're running 13.5, you could, but honestly, like even the 13.5 guys are running the center diff. Okay. So, so either way I, you would I have would to, just, either, either car you would have to buy a center yeah. diff or slipper, depending on what surface you're running on. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I would, just, if you're going to race carpet with it, get the regular car. If you're going to race dirt, get the, the dirt car. Okay. But you know, and you can, like I said, you can change it over. Like, you know, let's say you're going to run the summer series with it. Um, you know, you could change that over to uh, carpet for the carpet season if you wanted to, or vice versa. You know, if like you want to finish out the season and carpet with a with a four wheel drive buggy, then uh, get the carpet one and then change it over. Yeah, but or get two. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I had two. Yeah, I had a regular. That was a good group of questions. You guys are pretty awesome. Thank you guys for the super chat today. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Especially Ronnie. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. It's like a $10 You're the tip. Man, Ronnie. But yeah, thanks for listening to us BS yeah. for an hour. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, what there is a, do you guys have a Facebook page to qu- take questions for the show? Um, we do, uh, you can usually search Hobbyplex pod Hobbyplex show podcast and it'll come up on the Facebook search. Um, just, uh, like that page. However, most of the questions we're taking nowadays, I stopped asking for questions on the Facebook page because a lot of times I never got any, it's way easier to just have them here in the Facebook chat or uh, YouTube chat. So yeah, you can, I mean, you can message me directly. Yeah. Too, that whatever. Too. So if we're not friends on Facebook, add me. Super chat. Oh my gosh. Nick Nuthouse just gave us another 10 bucks. Great really? show. Yeah. Great show tonight, yeah. guys. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Made my day. We've got Both enough. I think Ronnie. we, I think we have enough now for Will to come up and be up here in person. Finally. Yeah, maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, we, I wonder, I wonder how, how much longer we could hold out here and get more uh, super chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is uh, this was a good one. Um, I love talking about the techno series. I love uh, getting all the questions, and uh, I love you guys for watching. So, um, yeah, this is sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Um, if you uh, get a home loan or refinance, it's not just an Omaha thing too. They're all over the country. So um, don't be afraid to give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a new house or something or need to refinance. Ask for yeah. Don Zoller. Make sure you mention our show. Five hundred dollar lender credit or point one two five. 
off your interest rate. So don't forget about that. Yeah. And ask for Aiden Olson's dad because we think it's funny. Yeah, always ask for Aiden Olson's dad, then talk to Don Bob. Yeah, exactly. That's it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I'll see you on Thursday on After Hours. If not, we'll be here next week on Monday. Bye. See you guys. Thank you.